Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game, where we don't do intros anymore, and I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm Kevin, and it's my fault, but maybe it's just pandemic stress. <laughs> uh, this is Potter, and this is Kuchan. <laughs> couldn't get away from it. Nezuko-chan! I couldn't do it. Nezuko-chan! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, we like Demon Slayer and we also like war games, but we're not talking about either of those tonight. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. Paul, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, we're going to talk about your uh, your favoriteest thing ever, uh, Flesh and Blood. Cool. And before you groan in like another flesh and blood episode there's a twist a good twist on this episode um it's not gonna be a twist a twist it's not gonna be the like how we broke the broke it down the first time and made like a regular three-minute episode uh we're gonna we're gonna do a little introspection on it with a specific twist um but before that hobby stuff gentlemen start your hobbies what have you been doing uh i have been building a lot of gundams and I mean a lot. Don't 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 undersell it, man. <laughs> I, let's see. Uh, so since so I don't remember when Kevin got me into this hobby. Um, I already have six models on my display shelf. I have now have one, two, three, four, five, six, eight model, eight kits in my backlog. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, you already have it. You already have a pile of shame. I already have a pile of shame. Damn, son. You're building them quick, um, though. Well, yeah. So, for me, it's been really cool because, like, it's uh, it's been a real nice relaxing thing for me to do at the end of the night, like, when the kids go to bed because I've uh, – there was a, a bit – I hit a, a slump for, like – two months where like nothing was interesting me. Like I wasn't wanting to watch TV. I wasn't wanting to read. I wasn't wanting to play video games, nothing. And, um, I've come out of the slump and, you know, you get, you, we, you know, Gunpla was there and I, I built my first kid. I was like, Oh, this is fun. This is cool. You know, I built, you know, a couple of the anime. I got a, uh, Oh, I forgot. I've got two other anime kits that I built as well too. I got Tanjiro and I've got, um, uh, Zuka Midoriya that I built as well too um, which was very simple kits and it was just becoming relaxing it's just like I can just sit there and I can put something on that I've watched a million times and I can zone out and I can build a kit in a night and you know and for two three hours and I'm good you know and it's at the end I get instant gratification it's done it's pretty and it's up on the shelf yeah, and plus it guides I accomplished into, something. And it guides you into another form of entertainment in that, like, you want to learn about the robots you're building a little bit. So you watch the shows. Yep. I mean, I already, you know, because, like, I, you know, I watched Gundam when I was a kid, you know, on Tsunami growing up, you know, as a millennial. We yeah, all, but you, you know, just, most of us. You just inhaled Gundam 00 in like two and a half weeks. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean it's only it's only fifty episodes. So, and again, I live I live by myself. I know. <laughs> so. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, like you know, it, it definitely like uh, it fires up the desire to like building the gunpla helps dive deeper into it, right? Well, I mean, the, let's also say that I've I've finished all of OG Gundam as well. Um, I have yeah. finished. Uh, I finished uh, all of. Uh, what is it? Uh, 08. I finished all of 08. I finished all of Pocket War. I finished all nice. of... Uh, yeah, so you've been watching a lot of Gundam. 
Yeah, and I finished uh, Thunderbolt both seasons of, or both OVAs of Thunderbolt. Yeah, I gotta and watch I'm that. On to, yeah, I'm on to Stardust now for the uh, UC. Nice. So yeah, yeah. So I've I've been I have been ingesting like Gundam into my veins right now. Okay. It yeah. is my hyper focus. Is my ADHD hyper focus right now? This thing happens, Paul. What have you been up to? Uh, well, um, I've got some Gundam here. <laughs> we, we got him. <laughs> we got him, guys. We got him. Now, 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 I, 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 I do want to say, I do want to say that I've been eyeing them up for quite a long time. Because of you, Chris, because you would always sit there and say, I love building stuff, but I hate painting. And I would look at these things in Target and be like, this is exactly what Chris needs. Yeah. Now, I will and say, I don't hate painting. I, I want to make that very clear. I don't hate painting. <laughs> I just don't like feeling like I have to paint. Right, yeah. right, right. And that's and that's the nice thing about these, right, is that like – you build them and they're done. Like I can yeah. build something, not have it go onto my paint table and, and, you know, be backed up on it. But what I also like is that it's enough of a difference from Legoing and taking care of, of minis, painting and building minis that it feels like an entirely separate hobby. It does. But as I do it, it gets me amped up to do the other stuff too. I would agree. It definitely it yeah. fires up my hobby muscle big time. Yeah, I, I, I will say I will say that a hundred percent because I am actually literally looking forward to uh, going out to Hobby Night next week to play Legion. Because um, unfortunately, I, I missed. I wanted to go out this week, but unfortunately, I missed uh, 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 MCP this week because unfortunately, I got the Rona and I was quarantining myself. So, um, oh no! But yeah, it sucked. But um, so, uh, but like next week, like I'm super excited to go play Legion and and get like I'm like looking all like all the Wookies and then all the new stuff that's coming out. Like you know Yoda's coming or I think Yoda's out now, so like I can finally start playing you know Chewbacca officially. Um, you know, and all the new stuff for for clones are out, so like I'm I'm excited for that. You know now as well too. So like my my passion for minis is not gone. Um, it's just like. Like we were talking about, you know, before is like just right now, this is what I'm super enjoying. And, you know, I, I, I still want to play paint minis, but it's just this allows me to be the, the model aspect of stuff yeah, and think, not have to worry about having to paint. I don't think it has to be justified at all. I think that uh, there are tons of mini painters that use Gunpla as a second. Like the more – like every time I post one in a Discord – Someone's like, oh, I build Gunpla too. Like every single time. It's a, it's that, a, I think a pretty common secondary hobby. Uh, for that's actually, hobbyists. that's funny that you mentioned that because uh, somebody, so, because uh, I just got some new bookshelves, some Calyx bookshelves from Ikea, and somebody in one of, in our local Infinity group posted up that he was getting it for his hobby room because he just bought a house. And, um, you know, he's like, talk about how he's getting closer. I was like, oh man, these are so versatile, aren't they? And I posted up, you know, the picture of the unit that I just got. And somebody was like, oh, what are the gunpla of? And him and I just started talking gunpla because he does it as well, too. Uh-huh. That's how it is. I'm telling you, it's it's like a real, like Paul said, it's a perfect ancillary hobby. And it, help, it, like, and it helps you fire up. Like, and like for me, uh, like I have like a pretty deep attachment to Evangelion. So it's been really fun to build the unit one and like every time i look at it at my desk the i start to hear the 
theme song for Evangelion playing in my head. And I'm sorry if I just did that to you, but also not sorry because it's the hypest anime <laughs> intro ever. It is um, the one of the best anime intros ever. No, no doubt about it. It's so good. Uh, God, so good. Anyway, uh, yeah. And, and the, the thing about them too, like it, it's like building it is great. Admiring the engineering is great. And you get a toy after, like a legit toy in a good way. You know, it's a thing you can pose and play with. Um, and it, I don't know. I just really appreciate them. Also, they're in, in the grand scheme of the expense that we thrust into our hobbies. They're pretty affordable for the yeah. amount of time it takes to build them. Oh, I agree. Yeah, and uh, and and for me, I, I I feel like I'm pretty slow at building them. Oh, dude, they even uh, took me that three way. weeks to build Unit One. It was three weeks of oh, like I know, half I know. hour and, sessions. And gr- granted, I'm like comparing myself to Potter, who's like, oh, I'm gonna start this this Gundam tonight. And then six hours later, he's like, oops, I finished. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> um, like, Oh, my master grade Exia in one night. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's insane. Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's, it's, I don't know. It can, it, for the, the amount of time that I spend building them, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it and even got my panel liner markers to be able to start doing that. Heck yeah. And have a couple, I got, I got what two in the mail now. Yeah. So, so if you've been on the uh, fence, exciting. The the moral of the story is so we can get onto the main topic. If you've been on the fence about building gunpla, just go to your local Target, buy a bat log kit, or better yet, buy the RX seventy eight two you like, standard HG kit for like twelve dollars and get you some because super fun and that's like a perfect intro to building gunpla is that kit. That one really goes together in like an hour. I mean, you can, you can know nothing, right? Like you can, you can be like, I don't even know what's inside this box, open it and have it built in an hour. So, um, well, that one, that, that one's so simple. You don't need, like they have it set up so you don't even really need clippers. Yeah. You can just get all that stuff off the sprue. No problem. I mean, it is my son, eight years old. I bought him the free, the, the, that kit, that exact kit. Uh, he built it all by himself. No help. I did not help him at all. He followed the instructions, you know, and again, the instructions are both English and Japanese. So can be confusing. My eight year old went from instruction to instruction, to instruction, built it by himself. I did not help him at all. And yeah. so now because of that, he's got a freaking, uh, a crimson golf right behind me waiting for him to show up tomorrow for me to give to him because like he can do it. And like, so this hobby is for everybody. Yeah. And the same, same with my 11 year old, she built, she's built uh, an EG kit and she's working on uh, an Exia now. So. Ooh, nice. Exia. I don't know. I don't know what I have. I don't watch the show. I just come up with fun names for them. Have, and uh, I'm here for that. I'm here for your fun names. You yeah. guys. So they aren't annoying. They're too. fun. As long as but you call on, the, on the on the RX seventy eight grandpa, that's all I care about. I don't even know which one the RX seventy eight is. Oh, so. The American, the, the OG, the American, boy. the American. Oh, okay, I, no, I call him Amerabro. Yeah, but that but if you get a regular one, if you get the non Amerabro oh, okay. version, that's Grandpa Gundam. Okay. All right. I I actually saw him tonight when I was out around. So nice. all right. So yeah, let's let's get off the Gundam thing because we could probably do seven episodes talking about that. Probably, so. probably. <laughs> uh, and if people, if let's you're interested, if you're interested in a in a Gundam spinoff podcast, I guess talk to us about that on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Because that, <laughs> that shit's got me fired up. Anyway, uh, main topic of the night. Let's get fired up now, too. Again, again. Yes. More to get fired up on. All right. So, the the main topic of the night, we talked about flesh and blood at the top here. But the, the way that I want to talk about flesh and blood is rather than, like, going over the mechanics and how to play. Like, you can go back. Please go back and listen to our episode because flesh and blood is a game that is absolutely worth your time uh, and whatever it's amount a, of money you great. invest in it. Uh, and the reason I wanted to bring it back up is that when – and if you listen to it, you'll know that the guys were sort of interested. Like I basically barely piqued their interest and now I would consider them both flesh and blood players. Like they're not like me where they're playing a, over 100 games in a seven-month period. But they are playing the game and thinking about the game outside of, of playing it, right? So – I, mm-hmm. I I think you, you would consider yourselves at least flesh and blood players. You know the rules. You know how the game works. You look forward to new sets coming out, right? Yep. I agree. I would say that's correct. I have a, I have a play mat. So what's that tell you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a cool play mat. But let's let's dive in. I, basically, what I did, guys, um, and you know this, but the guys, people listening don't. Haha. Uh, I wrote some <laughs> questions down um, that I want to ask you interview style and We'll go back and forth, you know, and I'll ask follow-up questions as they're needed. But what I really want you to do is talk to these points from the point of view of a talking to a war gamer who like rolls their eyes at the idea of flesh and blood, right? They're like a TCG. Ooh, that was me. You exactly, exactly. Um, but you've been converted, <laughs> so you know. I, <laughs> I, I was I'm, I've like blessed you, my child. I've done it. I've I've signed the cross <laughs> over you, and you're in it. Um, I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into it. Paul, Chris, starting with Paul, what are two to three things that you appreciate about Fab now that you've been playing it for a couple months? Oh, gosh. I, I have a – well, I mean, uh, where do I start? So the, fir- <laughs> the first thing that I, I, I have to talk about is the heroes mm-hmm. uh, because that that to me makes the game – I don't know, it makes it feel more accessible to somebody like me who doesn't play card games, right? So elaborate on why it, it, it feels it, it, it okay. It makes it feel more familiar, right? Like I've always been when it comes to a lot of stuff. I'm I'm really into like more, a more RPG side of things. So it's got that RPG feel because you have a character, you have a special ability that character gets, right? So it's not just your deck and the cards in your deck, mm-hmm. right? So you have a, a specific character that creates a theme, mm-hmm. right? So so the character and what their abilities are creates the theme, and then essentially you're building your deck around that theme that that character has. Yes, um, and and to me that's what that's what makes it right because. Like if you have Magic the Gathering or or My Little Pony or or whatever, you know, it's a, a lot of it is just you know the character comes from the deck, right? Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it feel it feels like there's so much more you can do because of that character. It just I don't know. Just to me, it just makes it feel so much more unique and and all of the the. I don't know. The theme comes through stronger yeah, because of that. And because, because you have everything revolving around that character. Yeah, and your your card pool, right, is is designed around that character. So if you're playing a rune blade, you're going to be playing rune blade cards, which are all designed around a certain style of or a certain set of styles of play, right? Right. 
Right, because as we get more heroes, we get a wider variety of Rune Blade stuff. Right, and like right. a perfect right. example, especially like Rune Blades, because there's like eight of them. Exactly, but you know, and <laughs> which which also allows you to you know go back and play with you know the original Rune Blade, you know, three Rune Blades later, and you have more options for them now. You mm-hmm. have different things that you can do, a little bit of a different theme, mm-hmm. um, you know, as that comes in. So I think. That is one of my absolute favorite things about the game is because to me, I'm not a card gamer. Sure. Right. So, so, and I, I, I think this is what it is. So it, it borrows a gaming approach that I have with miniatures games, which is that in order to like play a faction, you kind of have to think like the faction. So it gives me a place to start. I love that. Right. So it gives, it gives me an identity that I can start building my deck with, as opposed to going, here's 8,000 cards, good luck. And this is huge, because everyone who starts playing Fab, like, the first thing they do is they latch on to a character. Like, every single person, you latch on to something. Like, for me, it's Leviah, because she's metal as hell. Um, <laughs> Hit and, with big tree. And that's how that works. So, but I, I love that as a, as, a, as, a, as a first point. So, Chris, what's one thing that you really appreciate it about it? Well, being that Paul stole my answer, <laughs> fucker. Hey, I was going to go for a second one, but I figured I would steal them all if I kept God going. damn it. Like, yeah, yeah that's, no, that's like, kind of why I, I, I pulled it away. I was like, wait a minute. I'll let Paul have another one, but I want to let Chris go first. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so like, yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, the hero, the, since Paul stole that one, cause I absolutely love the hero. Uh, and I think we talked about it in our previous episode. Like, that's why I really liked it. Cause I, I did like the only card game I had experience with before this was Hearthstone uh-huh. being a digital card game. Well, that's not, I Which mean, I played similar. some magic back in middle school, but, um, and, and Hearthstone is a similar thing where you play as a character yeah, or class. Right. And, and, and I, and I like it for the same reasons that Paul like it because it gives a starting place. It's like that, like he said, that RPG, you know, mentality, like, I, I you know, I, you know, I'm Hulk smash. I like straightforward stuff. Like, so finding those, you know, those masters, those characters, those casters, whatever you want to call them, the heroes that you know, do that. That's all like that. But let's see. Um, I'm going to say the blitz format. Um, I really appreciate the Blitz format. I like uh, how much it can still feel weighty, yet it can still be – it's so quick. And I can – you know, we did a we did a sealed draft one night with, uh, with a bunch of us locals in our, our group. And, you know, so, you know, doing that, being able to play so many games and it was, you know – what and two hours and, and getting you know four three four games in plus the draft. Uh, because yeah. plus the draft itself yeah like I really appreciated that that format and it and I didn't feel like I was gimping myself by playing the smaller point cost um, I've actually not even played a full size game of of flesh and blood yet I've I've completely and only played Blitz to this point because I'm enjoying it it's it's quick it's fun. I can bring it on a, a minis night. If I don't get a game in, I can play in somebody else's got fab. I can play them. Yeah. I, oh man. That, it's a, again, another great point that there are two formats right off the bat, right? Classic instructed and blitz. Uh, blitz is a much shorter game, smaller deck, smaller deck, smaller health pool. So you can get games in faster. CC is like the more balanced, I guess, uh, gameplay style with larger decks and larger health pools. Uh, and a little bit different deck building restrictions, but the, 
the the point the point of it is though that like and this is something we'll talk about as we go is that the game is very adaptable to the things that you like um but uh paul do you have another thing that you wanted to hit on i do i do and that is the fact that cards have multiple purposes yes boy. right yes. so yes they are they are you can you know use them to attack or buff you can use them to defend and they're also your resource. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, every card is usable in every situation um, never, never feels bad, right? You're never going, oh, man, none of these cards are going to do me any good. Dead hands You're, are very rare. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like I've had maybe, I, I think, I think I've had one in all the games that I've played where I've been like, Jesus, there's nothing I can do. It's very, like, that's, very that's pretty rare. rare. Yeah, very so, rare. so and and I think that's great because what that ends, what you end up doing instead of going, oh man, I got to wait for my next turn, you sit there going, wait, how can I maximize what I have? Oh shit, I just got hit really hard. How many of these cards can I give up for defense to now still be able to do something on my turn, or do I just have to give up everything and then use my next turn to draw? So it puts you it instead of instead of giving you dead hands, it's giving you Options. tactical decision agency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Huge. So that's that's huge to me. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. That's the, the thing. The, the way they set the rhythm up that you don't draw at the start of your turn, you draw at the end of your turn, and then you need to keep your cards through your opponent's turn like that little twist on the way card games normally work is so impactful for flesh and blood. Fully agree. It's, it's a major selling point for me. Yeah, uh, it really is. Really is. And it, it also like that, that, that the thing you're talking about with the cards being multiple things, it also is a huge thing for deck building because many, most cards, I should say have three versions, right? They have the version that pitches for a lot. It has a weak effect they have the version that has a strong effect, but pitches for less resources. And then the one that's in the middle and figuring out like the right density of those cards and then utilizing those cards properly when you draw them. It's, it's like such a big mm-hmm. part of the skill of playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's, that's a lot of what it is. And then, you know, when you, yeah, when you have them being able to use them, use them properly and well and to your advantage. Hell yeah. Uh, Chris, do you have another one? Um, you don't have to. <laughs> no, I do actually. Um, so right. I mean, it's, it's gonna play. It's gonna play on. I think what Paul was saying about the you know the the fact that the 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 way the mechanic is with the cards and not having the dead hand. Uh, because of that and the in the way that it's designed, there's no dead turns either. Mm-mm. So you know, so like even if it's your opponent's turn, you're still actively doing something. Oh, I you think know, you can. I think- most of the game is during your opponent's turn. Like right. most, of, yeah. like, most of the time you're playing flesh and blood is on your opponent's turn because right. the, the critical decisions you make are during their turn because you're evaluating your hand. Right. Like mm-hmm. you've, you've got to figure out what to keep in your hand on your opponent's turn. So that way you can play next play, you know, play your hand you know, going into your turn since the card draw is at the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. So like for that, it, it feels very much like infinity, even though it's an I go, you yeah. go game. Yeah. I'm always engaged. I'm always doing something. It's like, 
you know, it was like where I played Magic before or, you know, Hearthstone. I'm like, yeah, sure, I've got cards out there that are defending, but I'm not actively doing anything because those cards just have defense values. They're just going to do it naturally. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. You're 100% right. Yeah. It's That's like it, it's for sure. It, yeah, it's 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 great. It's an it's you're always engaged. I super enjoy that. Yeah, and that's actually like it's funny. We went through a little period there where the game was just hyper aggressive, and it was just like throwing haymakers back and forth. And the game is moving much more into a a, 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 a an area where it's not just hyper aggressive decks. There's actually control and defense decks. Like there's we have the best tank deck that's been printed for the game available now. So you can really mix up your play styles. Yeah, I really want to yeah. try old him out. I yeah, really want to yeah. try him out. Old him is the fridge, man. <laughs> yes. Yep. He is I a, really want to try him out. Although I'm big I'm enjoying boy. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying Briar right now. She's a lot of fun, but old him seems like he's gonna be my play style. Yeah, he is very good. Cool. He's mine. You can't have him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we're in spoiler season for Everfest now, and now we have the oh my new, god, the, the, new, new, Bravo. the new Bravo. Yeah. Um, Sploosh. I know, so, so cool. I know. We and we can get into it. Like I, again, I don't, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty because then we're just going to geek out and people are going to lose focus <laughs> because we're we're talking about the specifics from the perspective of people who understand them right and that's like bad news for someone who do, like we're just trying to convince them to play the game um okay so guys what sorry chops <laughs> it's fine it's fine i just want to make sure that the uh, the goal of this episode right is so that i can get people to even if they're not going to try flesh and blood at least have a deeper appreciation for like why people in general like the game and why it's growing explosively around the world right now. Right. Um, Absolutely. Right. So, so what level are you guys playing at right now? And I mean, I mean this in two ways. I know I have it written in one way here, but I mean it in two ways. I mean it in what, like what, how seriously are you taking the game and what level are you investing in the game right now? Uh, I'll let Chris go first here. Cause Paul went first, the first one. Um, so I think before tales came out, right, right as tales came out, um, I was pretty heavily invested. I, I bought a lot. Um, sure. I yeah, bought a lot. Th- that first couple months is rough. Yeah. That, that first, yeah. Cause I was buying into it. Um, it was my first one and I was enjoying it. We were doing some stuff, you know, Paul, Paul had come over to my house a couple of times and played, we, we'd gone out, uh, and played, um, our, it's kind of dropped off. And I think, you know, a lot of my excitement for, for it has dropped mostly just because of the same reason my excitement for playing mini games has dropped off right now. That's just due to COVID, yes. um, with the explosion right now, um, mm-hmm. I don't think I've stepped foot into a gaming store in pr- since November. Yeah. Uh, in all honesty, like I've, I've not walked into any of our local gaming shops since like November. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I had a job change, um, for me. So like a lot of, a lot of it tailed off because my job change. Um, you know, I had some medical stuff that I've been taking care of. Like that was a big impact with me. Um, I think now that all that's normalized and I'm getting to a point where, um, with a new expansion coming out, uh, my excitement level is rising again. And I think my investment level will be back into it. I, I don't know if I'll be like with tails. I bought one box. 
Yeah. Um, and, I did buy And that's what I want to get at. So let's talk about what one box of Tails costs, right? So yeah. It, so we're talking like, for unlimited. It depends, right? Because online prices are wild in store. Let's just go by like what you can get at a store. Realistically, in right. a store, a box costs between seventy-five and a hundred dollars. Depends right. on the box when you get it. The cards are weird, um, but if you're spending seventy seventy-five dollars per set, right? So once every three or four months, and plus a blitz deck or two, right? Which are like ten to twelve dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Is that is that accurate though? So like um, what, I what think, you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think I was buying. Um, I think with t- with it, with it with tail with something like tails, mm-hmm. um, not with the new expansion that's coming out because the new expansion that's coming out is just the the that you know the booster. It's it's all items and, and buff cards and stuff like that. Well, um, it's everything. It's a, it's not a draftable set. You can't draft right, or play it's a, it sealed. It's all it's a supplemental set. It's to supplement right. The it's a supplemental. Two. There you go. That's that's the best. Yeah. So like those, I might buy like one box of. Like when it comes to the main releases, I will probably usually try to buy two boxes of, and then after that, it'll be just a couple of boosters every time I go into the gaming store. Sure, and just that's to another, see what I can get. Boy, that is a point you just hit on. So buying a couple boosters every time you go into the store. Think about that from someone who's normally a minis gamer. That's not buying product constantly it's it feels good to patronize yeah. the store even if you're just like because a lot of times you, i would go into the store and be like what am i going to spend 12, 10 to 12 dollars on but now it's just like yeah give me a couple packs of fab and i'm supporting the store right and that's and that's the exact reason for like one of the reasons why i'm enjoying like i i'm glad to pick up the game um mm-hmm. for it you know because like i know my my kids uh you know my kids have well, my son specifically enjoys like playing Pokemon cards and stuff like, and he's more into the collecting aspect of stuff. Sure. Um, but you know, if he gets old enough and Fab's still around, and you know, hey, I've got all this stuff, let's play one night and see what he want, wants to do, and that's something you know he might be able to do later on. But you know, so Pokemon cards was something I was you know doing once or twice when I would go to the stores just for the kids. But now it's nice to be able to go and grab something for me. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Now, Paul, what's your investment? Yeah, and 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 it's it's true, right? Like part of part of my thing is that I love, I love that I can go in and and pick something up for just a couple bucks, and it's not like oh, I bought a can of soda. Yeah, right? you're like, buying a lottery you ticket, legitimately, or, or like a yeah, full exactly. slot machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. exactly, and it's you know, and it's it's fun enough that I'm getting something out of it, and the store is getting something out of it, and. You know, so I think I think that's important. I think that's a very especially especially from a mini gaming point of view, where nine times out of ten, if you just want to pick something up, you got to spend thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to pick up a pack for for right. a couple bucks here. But but I'm kind of in that same spot where it's like, you know, a box, and then the random packs here and there. But how fun is it to uh, open I, a box? How fun is Box Day? Honestly, it's uh, fun. It's the best, and I I. <laughs> I am I am uh, about to actually open up a second box of Tales of Aria. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yep. Um, so yeah, and and that's that's kind of it too. Depending on like I'm playing casual, so when I get good cards, I'm okay with people who are like, "Hey, I really I'm I'm playing this a little more seriously." Uh, are you willing to part with that card? Like me. And my <laughs> philosophy is right. Sure. Yep. And and if that turns it, you know, like if I can turn a card or two cards into a box, then, you know, it it's self-perpetuating itself and I get the fun of opening it. What and a then, fun example, you know, Paul. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So that, and then and then somebody that I know and love can have a really awesome ninja hat. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dude, that's I mean, that's also that ninja hat. Yeah, I mean, that's that's <laughs> like the like that crucible box I got. Um, I I got that uh, the the hero that's out of the crucible box, the really rare hero. What's her name? Oh, the Shiana. one that can. Yeah. Yeah, I got Shiana. I was able to, you know, I uh, one of the guys on our Discord, you know, was looking for it just from a collection standpoint to complete his collection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, him and I worked out. Sure, I didn't get market value for it, but I'm like, he's a Discord member. I'm going to cut him a deal. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, and you got, and I still and you got made a decent lot more money. Than, and you got a lot more than you paid for the pack. That's for damn sure. Right. Yeah. I'm like, it paid for the box. Like, mm-hmm. what he paid me was more than what the box cost me. And, you know, I was like, hey, he's happy. I'm happy. I, you know, paid for my box. And I'm, I'm somebody's going to use it. It's somebody's going to put it to use. I will never play that hero. So See. I, you know, yeah. It was, it was cool opening it. I was like, I opened her. I was like, oh my God, I got her. I'll yeah. never use her, but I got her. Oh yeah, dude. That, there's no, there's no feeling like pulling a hitting a legendary. Whew. So good. Oh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's huge. Right? And, and like, huge and like even, even for me, you know, like I, I look at the, the, the ninja hat and yeah, I, I've enjoyed playing the ninja when I play him, but I'm not going big brained enough. And you know, if there's somebody who wants it for competitive play, then by all means. Oh boy. I'm building uh, my, I'm, I'm building my I'm OTK Benji deck as soon as I get it. Um, but it should our, be there by the end of the week. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. Uh, so no, tomorrow is almost the end of the week. Maybe early next week. Maybe the, here's a follow up question. Do you feel yeah. like you're getting the right amount of enjoyment for what you put in m- monetarily and mind space wise? So the only reason why I'm going to say no. All right. Is because I'm not getting out enough to play it. Well, okay, I, I think if if you <laughs> were able now to when, I, when I play, right? when I play, yes, absolutely. I just want to play more. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And maybe it's time to to try and pressure you guys into more Discord games. I'll say like the last eleven games have I've played have been Discord because I haven't been going out at all for gaming because of the you know Omicron stuff. Um, but, I mean, I know I'm sometimes hard to get up with on Discord, but man, just just text me. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. Yeah, but here. Here's the thing: like when you're playing the game, like you you feel like, and this goes to you too, Chris. When you when you are playing it, and when you like, if you think back to when you were like playing more actively because it was before this COVID wave hit, did you feel like you were like getting enough or more than you would expect out of your money and time? Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I I think yeah, hundred percent. Like you know. Um, there, I mean, even from the aspect of even not being out, you know, like not even, let's not even look at playing the game. Um, there's, there's something I'm getting out of just opening the packs. So Mm -hmm. like, there's that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's an enjoyment of opening the pack. So I felt like I was getting my money's worth out of opening the packs. Um, cause in in completing the collection, the Pokemon feel, um, with that, uh, 96 packs of Everfest coming in two weeks. Ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I need to, I need to talk to Noah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, yeah, like when we were playing, like, you know, you, I, I, I was a little bummed that, um, the, how late we got to the, the last day, the, our last, uh, barn, barn gaming day only because of the fact that I, I overslept because and it was, so it was my fault, but I was hoping to get maybe a, a game of fab in. Um, 
But yeah, I, I definitely think it would be it's it's time to get a day one of those together because I want to play some more. But because when I was playing, I, I did feel like I was getting a lot of enjoyment out of it, so I was definitely felt like I was getting my money's worth. Amazing, yeah, uh, yeah. The game the game's worth it. Um, and this and to to expand on that, you can I, I feel like you can get even more value out of it even just playing Blitz decks, the pre cons. Oh. Yep. And I, I, I mean, this is what a, I a lot to talk of what about. I've played and is just busting open pre-cons and playing them. Yeah, and, and the hours next, of fun. The next se- section of this, I'm actually we're going to dive into that a little bit. So, so hold on to that thought. Um, Holding. <laughs> now, before we get to that, though, I, the next question I wanted to ask it, it because it, this is important for us as war gamers, and, and, and when you're thinking about miniatures games, there's a the concept of the away from the table time, right? Like you have your hobby time and that's when you're at your desk and you're painting your guys and you're imagining your next game or whatever. And you're playing, you're playing the game, you're doing that. But there's also the time that like interstitial time where you're just like in a daydreaming state, whether it's at a break at work or while you're driving, where you're thinking about actively thinking about playing the game better. And this is, this happens for all of us who play war games. Do you know what I mean? Like you get into a game like Alpha or 40K or Drowned Earth or whatever it is, right? Uh, MCP Infinity. You're going to have times where you're just thinking about your last game. You're going through the moves. You're going through the motions. You're th- and you're considering what you could have done better, how you'll deploy differently in the next game, et cetera, et cetera, right? That, that, so that concept that's very important to us. And the question that I want to ask you guys both is – does fab deliver on that for you in any way? And I, I don't know your answers to this. And I actually, if it's no, I'd love to hear why. But if, it, if it's yes, I think it's important because that's such a big selling point for a game is how much rent it, it takes in your brain. So Paul, so I'll, or go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was like, I'll go first. Uh, so the answer is no. All right. Um, and the reason why is uh, I will be honest that no game in its entirety, uh, outside of when we're recording a podcast or when I'm actively playing it or when we're setting up to do things like back when we were streaming pre-COVID um, and things like that took up space in my brain like that since I stopped playing competitively. Got when it. I stopped playing competitively, I stopped theory crafting. I stopped thinking about building lists. At that point in time, it was... I've got a game day. I'm going to go out. I'm just going to try this list, built it, and I never thought about it afterwards. And that and that has been my mindset since I've stopped playing competitive games. Now, and, and that's for every, the, that's for everything. And you're right. And here's the follow up: is that you're still loving Fab despite that, yes. right? Like it's yeah. still a great game while you're playing it. Perfect. Yep. Yep. And exactly. And Paul, as are you? all the other miniature games I play. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, 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 I will think about it. I do think about it. Um, probably not at the level that I, I could. I can definitely see where people can really go down the rabbit hole. Oh boy! But my, my, I'm going to be late for a very important flexibility. Date, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, like for me, it's just very much. Uh, I'm just not. I'm. I don't have that big brain yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, my my what level of thinking about it is so introductory at this point so it's a lot more um you know basics of like 
well, what what is a decent balance of of the different card types? Or, hey, if I if I play this guy with this type of stuff, maybe this will happen. But it's all very, excuse me, very very basic compared but, to, you know, what a lot of people are 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 getting in there who are have a lot more experience than I do. But I it it's fun, right? Like it's yeah. it's kind of interesting. And, and I this, think I think that's leads. one of the places where the oh. sorry. I was going to say that that's one of those things where it it with the um, uh, the hero side of things, right? Like it gives you that that basic place to start, and it really helps me play. Yeah, but that leads me into another point, which is that the game, you, like you can learn how to play it quickly. Like it does not take long. Like I I've got my my spiel to get up and running with an Ira Welcome Deck or Ira Welcome Deck is like f- six minutes, and we're we're drawing cards and playing does not take long, but the game is cavernously deep. The, like the more you give, the more it it gives back. Um, and it, it, yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great way of, of looking at it. It does. It, it definitely wants you to play it. Right. And it wants to, it wants, it wants you to play. And it rewards mastery. Um, it does, it which does. Is, but that's like any good game, right? Yes. Like, uh, but again, it's it's like any war game, right? And that's kind of what I want to do with this episode is, right, is illustrate that it sort of ticks the same sort of boxes. Because um, it, it, and it is, it's just like playing, like, like thinking about playing Malifaux, right? Like knowing how to play Malifaux is one thing, but looking over at the table and seeing your opponent and seeing the faction they've declared and the scheme pool and then knowing how to construct your list based on what your opponent might be taking is a totally different skill set and it requires an enormous commitment to the game to learn to get to that level of mastery um yeah no and 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 you're right because there's there's even been times where we've talked about you know, different, different heroes and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, just that, that initial understanding that I have is just so, you know, like your understanding of it is just so much deeper, but at the same time, we both get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. You know, like at the different levels. So it's almost like whatever level you're in, it's, it's, it's good to you. Yeah, and and the other thing too, right, is that you and I play. I play a hero that I'm not familiar with, and we're on a pretty level play, playing field. So, right, it, it's great yeah, that I, way. Yeah, exactly. Like we we've done that, right? Where we've mm-hmm. played, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, or you know, I I do kind of understand this this hero, and you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna try somebody new, and it ends up being close. It's not like I'm getting my ass handed to me every time. Yep. Cool. And that, that actually per- purposely segues us into the next point, which is talking about Fab as a kitchen table game. Because you can play it that way. You can get uh, mm-hmm. you, you can play it the way we just described, which is like getting super into it and understanding all the nuance and playing competitively and going out to the local game store every week. But also, you can say, you can mark your calendar for when a new set is coming out and go, oh, go, oh boy, I'm going to go pick up those three or four new Blitz decks uh, and play those blitz decks with my friends at home. Um, and I think that the game rewards that level, any level of play. Like, and I, I wanted to, that's kind of why I wanted to talk about what, whether or not it lived in your head. And if it didn't, it's fine, right? Because it doesn't have to for you to enjoy playing the game. 
Yes, and and that's one of the things that I think is is fantastic about it is that those decks out of the box are playable, they're enjoyable, mm-hmm. and they work mm-hmm. against all the other ones just fine. I've played them into people who have constructed Blitz yep. decks. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is like I don't feel gimped playing those pre-built construction decks because you know I played them in other games when I you know played Pokemon with my kids. That's that was the easiest way for me to get in was those pre-constructed decks. And a lot of times you feel gimped going you into do. certain those decks. De- and those decks feel like rock, paper, scissors. Like there's right. there there is it all I don't know how Pokemon is successful. The game's play experience is awful. Especially yeah. with those pre-cons. But the the that's and that's it's an important but these distinction. Aren't. These are great. They're great. They're tuned. I I personally, especially like with these Tales of Aria decks, I think you could play those decks dozens many dozens of times against the same person and still have fun playing it oh absolutely i've I've done it i've done that i've done exactly Mm -hmm. that same thing i've gone i've gone to a friend's house with you know four pre-cons and played for hours hours with just those decks and just having fun amazing so yes you absolutely can and i think that's one of the things about it is that you can just pick it up and if you just pick up those precons every time, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. Like and you can play. And we'll be clear; those are ten dollars a piece, not a big investment. So yeah, no. they're, yeah, they're and, they're yeah, they were pretty cheap. Yeah, and that's just it, right? And you can just you can just keep going at that. Now we're all gamers, so anytime somebody tells you this is all you need, you know, you know just as well as I do. That's that's Asterisk. full of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can. <laughs> I wouldn't but suggest. But you can legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't suggest it's all you need. <laughs> but you, you certainly can play Flesh and Blood with friends if your expectation is that I just want to pick up the precons and play. Like, it, right. it's kind of like if you've been playing Magic, if you've played Magic before in your life. So anybody who's listening, if you've played Magic and when you saw Jumpstart and you were like, wait a minute. I can buy two jumpstart packs and my friend can buy two jumpstart packs and we can crash those together and just play magic. Are you serious? Like it's such an appealing concept that like you don't have, it like takes the stress of deck building completely out of it and you're on a fairly level playing field when you do it. So yeah, the blitz decks are certainly a good way to kitchen table fab. Um, and yep. also, and I, think I, I, I think they're wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I I mean those have been I mean I think for the most part my you know my my biggest experiences is just rolling up, you know, kitchen table. I mean, I think majority of my games have happened on my kitchen table, so. Yeah, and I mean even the way you play it at a wargaming night. If you're talking about going at a wargaming night and you and you just bust out a precon and play it before or after your main event, that's a kitchen table game. Do you know what I mean? You're not going out yeah. to play fab competitively. You're playing a friendly game with your buddy. Yeah, I mean when when Tails came out, um, we got a friend, you know, we, we talked a friend of ours into playing the game. Uh, he grabbed a couple of decks, um, the, the pre-con decks. And I just had, I think I had, all I did was play Briar. And I, th- I think I bought the old him deck as well too. Um, but all I played was Briar that day. And he had, he had all, he bought all of them. He bought all four of the heroes that oh, came that out with That deck is so fun. Oh my God. The yeah, Lexi pre-con like, oh, is so fun. Wow. Yeah. She was, she was all, like seeing her play was great. And like that's what we did. We just we, we played four, three or four games of of just precon um that that day right after it came out and just had an afternoon in the gaming store and just had fun. It was awesome. Sweet. Sweet. And I, I want to talk about one other aspect of flesh of flesh and blood. And 
Are you guys familiar with Commander and Magic the Gathering? No. I promise this segue somewhere. Paul, are you familiar? <laughs> Uh, I know the, I know the name, but I don't know a whole lot about it. All right. So I'll just, the, the, the elevator pitch for commander is you build a deck out of 100 cards. One of those cards is your commander. Um, all 100 cards have to be different. Um, it was originally called elder dragon Highlander Highlander because there can only be one, right? So you can only only have one copy Mm -hmm. of each card, hundred cards. Um, and it, it is meant to be a four player format where it's last man standing. Also Highlander, like it's a double entendre. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's, it is now in the most popular way to play magic. Um, like the only precons that wizards of the coast makes now are commander precons. Uh, and if you look on your local game store night, they have a commander night and it's the most popular night people go to play magic. So, and it's also the, it's the way that people play at the kitchen table a lot, right? When we talk about like, kitchen table fab the the way to kitchen table magic right now really like for many 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 people is playing commander because you can play with four people and the reason that i'm, I'm talking about this is that <clears throat> there's a format for flesh and blood called ultimate pit fight and it's especially prescient to talk about it right now because there are many cards that we've seen spoiled so far for uh everfest that support this format of the game and so the way that Ultimate pit fight works is you use the young heroes. So you use your blitz format heroes. So 20, 20 health. Um, mm-hmm. But instead of building a 40 card deck, you build a 60 card deck. So you have a full 60 card Ooh. deck, you have, but only 20 health. And you play with four people. And mm. the, the way that the game works is that you can only attack or target the heroes to your left and right. So you can't target the person across the table from you, nor can they target you. And the main part of the game is that, and this is true in Commander as well, is that you are supposed to shit shit talk and table bargain. (laughs) I like it. So it's supposed to be an intensely social part of the game. You're supposed to be like wheeling and dealing as you're playing. And also you build your decks around the fact that you're going to be wheeling and dealing. (laughs) It's like, it's like Catan for... For flesh and blood, yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually like, why like can I get some sheep? That's that's actually not far off. Like, it, like, like you could attack me, but if you don't, right? Like, that's the like exactly right. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I, again, I want to bring it up because you might not be interested in flesh and blood as a heads up card game. Heads up card game might sound like the most awful thing in the world to you, but a shit talking wheeling and dealing four player death match might sound pretty fucking awesome. I can't um, wait to do that with our social anxiety card group. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I think you guys will really like it, honestly. Um, I just wanted to bring it up because I, I didn't think that you guys had heard of it and I, I wanted to sort of spring it on you. Uh, and, no, I like that idea. That sounds like a lot of fun. And also to war, like you know, get you up on the fact that uh, that is actually a huge part of the new set Everfest. Like uh, one of the one of the cards is like called like this rounds on me, uh, and the way that it works is that like everyone around the table gets to draw a card when you play it. Uh, but then that's cool. But then you can target a person who can't attack you. I can't remember exactly what it is. And I'll, but it, it, again, the game is it, the, the card is formatted in a way that you should be playing it in, a, in multiplayer. And there are there is, I think, at least five cards that they've shown out of the spoilers that are 
very, very, very much geared toward this format. And I just, I cannot wait to play it. And again, I think it's interesting because like I said, people may not be interested in the straight up heads up, super hyper competitive card game, but they might be really interested in a more casual format of this game. Right. No, I think you're right. I mean, and it's, it's very reasonable to, to do that. I think the game lends itself to playing in any level you want. Oh, here it is. It's called This Round's On Me. Each hero draws a card. So if you're playing four players, all four people draw. But on the start of your next turn, attack, like at the start of the next turn, or until the start of your next turn, all attacks that target you have minus one strength. Yeah. Is that a generic card or is that a Bravo it's, it's card? It's a generic card. Generic. Okay. So everyone can is run it. it. And it makes everyone's attacks against you weaker for the round, for their first attack. For all attacks, all attacks are minus one. So, like, if you're playing against, for, exa- for example, if you're playing against uh, four people and the person to your left is Katsu, and you play that card, they can't swing their Kadachis at you because <laughs> they're swinging right, for zero. Right, because they're only one. Pl- yeah, they're swinging for zero. <laughs> uh, super fun. Anyway, so that's Ultimate Pit Fight. And that's another thing that, like, you just might be interested in. If you've never looked at flesh and blood before, could be something cool. But the last part, and we can all answer this is the guys, how, how do you anticipate approaching flesh and blood going forward from today? Oh, uh, how, once... how, how do you mean? I'm, I'm curious. How do you, how do you mean? Like, so like, do you, do you anticipate yourself getting more into it? Do you think you'll play at about the same level? And I, I think that tells a lot, right? Because we've, we've talked about, where you're playing now. And I think it means a lot to somebody to find out that you're interested in the game for the long haul at a casual level, if that's what's true. Right. Um, so I just, I just wonder, you know, if, if you see the, foresee the game possibly, you know, completely capturing your imagination, if you will see yourself playing less, playing more, playing about the same, like, you know what I mean? Just like a little bit of what you imagine for it going forward, as long as the game continues to be popular. You want, ahead, you, want to go for, you want me to go no, first? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, uh, go so for me, I don't imagine that I will change the way that I'm playing Flesh and Blood Um Going forward, I think that I'm still pretty invested, um, that I will continue buying, you know, multiple boxes, um, for the, for the normal releases, um, and, and playing the way that I'm playing now, uh, mostly only because the idea of going out and playing on a, in a, in, at the local gaming store on a, like a, like to use just cause we all know it. A Friday night magic kind of night for flesh and blood, uh, freaks the hell out of me that I would have to inter- interact with that many strangers and play them and people that I don't know. Um, so playing with my friends and keeping up with the game casually and just having a shit ton of fun with my friends and the idea of doing an ultimate fit pit fight and shit talking them sounds amazing to me. And I will definitely be going forward in that level. So I don't, I don't see myself getting more invested. Um, but I don't see myself getting less invested. But that this is super important, Chris, because everybody who listens to me talk about this game, all they see is a filthy degenerate that spends like five or six hundred dollars <laughs> every time a new set comes out, and you don't have to do that. Yeah, like I, I like when a new set comes out, I'm comfortable spending hundred, two hundred dollars 
when the new sets come out and like, and then I'm good. And then after that, I'm just picking up cards when I go to the store mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm happy with that. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I get, I feel like I get my money's worth out. I'm not going to have a competitive list. I might, um, and I, and I've done this. I, I've gone onto the fab web, you know, the, the, the aftermarket sites and I bought cards. Um, yeah, you know, I've got some of them are cheap. Yeah, like I've gotten, you know, I've gotten what stuff that I needed for. Oh God, the um the original brute, um Reinhardt. Um, right, I got right. cards that were missing for Reinhardt. Um, for that I were was missing out of deck for him. Uh, so I could play him to try brute out. Uh, so I don't mind doing stuff like that, going out and buying a card here and buying the card there to to do that specifically targeting those cards. Yep. Um, you know, when I'm only missing like one or two. Um, as long as they're not massively expensive, like I don't see myself going after any like the legendaries, like the yeah, the, the, and that's where the, the value scale. is. Yeah, you're not you're not yeah, gonna like, go and spend a hundred dollars on a card, but you're gonna like, easily if the card's like three or four bucks, you're gonna buy a couple of them. Yeah, like yeah, three four bucks. Like I'm not going after the scab leathers for for Reinhardt, but like you know, if yeah, I man, open a deck, sc- scab skins are only like sixty bucks, and that card's good as hell. Well, anyway, <laughs> right now they're sixty bucks, but back when like a couple of months back, they were still yeah, around a hundred dollars. Like they've gone yeah. down now. Yep. So like yeah, like I'm 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 that level invested. I'm very casual, like skimming skimming at the top level. I'm good. Right. I'm having fun with it. I like that, Paul. How about you? Yeah, I same. I don't. I don't I don't think that'll ever be like, oh, cool, let me go play in this tournament or with random people. But I mean, it's 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 fun, right? Like playing with Chris or our little group of people that we kind of stick to because we're all afraid of everyone. Um, You know, it, it, it works out well. It's it's a lot of fun and I'm glad to be doing it. And, you know, even just as something to do between games of Legion or whatever, it's it's awesome. Amazing. Like that's that's one of the best things about it. So I, I you know, I fully I fully expect to to be involved, uh, you know, as long as I can or as long as I feel like having, you know, boxes of cards floating around. Sure. I, I get that, too. Um, yeah, I I mean, I, I see my like I, unless LSS or Legend Story Studios, the company that makes the game, unless they like massively fuck the game up. I don't see I don't see that changing for either of you. Um, and I don't no. see my level of play either, which is the same way I played Netrunner, right? I, I, this game is just, it, it's filled the, the cavernous hole in my heart that Netrunner left. Um, like mm-hmm. per, almost, almost perfectly. I don't, <laughs> I don't think this game is as good as Netrunner, at least not in its current form, but God, geez, is it close? It's very close. Um, I was never very good at Netrunner, but that game was genius yeah i don't i don't think there will like it, it's like a hands down the best two-player game ever i don't i don't think it it is gonna it's not be, it's certainly not been beaten since since it came out um but flesh and blood flesh and blood like very neatly fills that hole in my heart um and i play it the same way which is that you know i buy a lot and i play a lot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. So, um, if if you're on our Discord, you know the the Fab dedicated channel. Uh, I've had to mute it because I can't keep up with it. That's how much these guys are going crazy in that channel. Back slappers, yeah. And someday Dude, I, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. I'll make a video about how to slap a pack open. Um, I tr- I tried. I tried. It can be done. Yeah, yeah. It is a it's a technique. It's a real technique to pack slapping. I have to show it to you. Anyway, guys, final thoughts for flesh and blood paul i love the heroes 
I love it, love it, love it, love it, and I'm looking forward to uh, building myself an old time deck. Hell yeah! Current Fuck current it. obsession. So cool! What a cool hero! He's just like a giant dwarf paladin from WoW. Uh huh. Yep. So, and so that's cool. why I love him. He, he's, <laughs> to, to me, he's just a big old Norse Viking. Yeah, yeah. So rad. I mean that that that's basically it. He's yeah. so good. He's so his good. pauldrons, though, man. His pauldrons are so big. <laughs> I want a shield. Yeah, the shield, too. The ram's head. Whew, great, great. It's just the artwork on the card is beautiful. I don't even care about the ability. The card is beautiful. It's so it's so good. And that's another thing about this game. Jesus Christ. Beautiful. Is the art good. Beautiful, beautiful artwork. <laughs> Chef's yeah, kiss. Chef's so, kiss. So good. Um, but final thoughts. Is that your final thoughts? Oh. Chef's kiss art. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chef Kiff, sorry. Uh, no, for uh, the I'll, I'll my final thought. I'm going to slip in one thing that I appreciate about the game: uh, the weapons, the weapons. Oh yeah, and th- and that and that right there. It's not just your hero. The weapon you choose for your hero changes the way you play the hero. Oh yep. god, this game. It's like an onion. So many layers. Uh, Ogres have layers. Yes, I got to make the Shrek reference. Uh, so my final thought for Fab is just like, please give the game a shot. If you have a friend who plays it, believe them when they tell you how good it is. Uh, if you're friends with me personally, let me demo the game for you. I'm not going to try and s- shove product down your throat and make you buy it. I just want you to play one of my Blitz decks and have some fun. Um, play this damn game. It's so good. And, and, and that's it. Uh, when do you guys want to read us out? I heard Chris does. Okay. Uh, so thanks to our patrons. We appreciate you guys. Um, thanks to Static as a City for the intro and outro music. Follow us on the socials at Three Men in War Game with the number three, not the not the letters. And uh, come join our Discord. It's an amazing community um, of over two hundred people, and it's constantly happening. So come join us. I love happening. Bye. Happening. <laughs>